Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a God that created this. There was a God that institutionalized family. That would be between one man and one woman. That they would come together as a unit. They would be fruitful and then would multiply. They would subdue the earth. They would have dominion. That was God's original intent for man. That family would be the, the base, the foundation of which we learn about love. Which we learn about how to respect authority. Which we learn about how to honor one another. Family is that. And that's what God intended for it to be. Now, a lot of times since the fall of man, ladies and gentlemen, man has always since the fall have been trying to go against what God has ordained, what God has put in place, not man, what God has ordained. Society did not come up with this. There is nowhere in history where they say, oh, family, this constitutes a marriage. Where do you get the whole idea from? Where do you get that? Well, that comes from a creator. Creator being God. Ladies and gentlemen, before I give you the five traits, I want to talk to you briefly about honor. I want to talk to you briefly about honor because what a lot of our issues are in our family is that we don't honor our family. And what I mean by honor, ladies and gentlemen, is to esteem or value or great respect if you use it as a noun. You use it as a noun, ladies and gentlemen, it means to esteem, it means to value or have great respect. So if family matters to you, guess what? Let me, let me backtrack. Family, I told you in week one that family matters to God, right? And so God placed a high value on family. And more importantly, he placed a high value on relationship. That's why over 2,000 years ago, Jesus died for relationship. Jesus died to mend what had been broken in the garden. In the garden, our relationship had been severed because of disobedience. Because of the sin of one man, sin into the world. Death entered in because of the fall of one man, but, but through, uh, through the second Adam, life. As Paul would tell us in Romans, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to see uh, reconciliation happen in your family, if you're going to see uh, your family operating in a functional place and not a dysfunctional place, it starts with honor. Ladies and gentlemen, the way that you would learn honor is through the family structure. And a lot of times in this day, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have honor is becoming less of something that we hold to esteem. Or we put value on certain things. It's almost like, ladies and gentlemen, like if you realize, well, why certain people don't have respect for authority and certain like because they don't have any honor. And whatever you don't have honor for, you will never respect. Whatever you don't have honor for, you will never love. Matter of fact, honor, ladies and gentlemen, in scripture can be interchangeably used with love. Because the real reality is, is that a lot of times when we lack self-honor, we don't know how to love one another. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
the scripture tells us to love another as you love yourself. But if we have people who are broken because of whatever structure that they came out of, because of the lack of what they experienced in their home, then how come, how is it that they're going to ever love to love themselves as another? Because the truth of the matter is, I don't even know what love is myself, yet alone trying to love somebody else. And that shows you right there. If you don't know that about yourself, don't you take that dysfunction into a relationship with the opposite person. Because you will never love them the way that you, the way that they need to be loved in God's way because you got some stuff you got to figure out on your own. Hello, everyone. I'm Vernon Hill, Executive Director here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. I am so excited about our new life group entitled The Creatives starting and launching on June 30th. So I'm calling all creatives, musicians, singers, um, brands, influencers, all of the above to go and sign up right now on our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org and be a part of our life group. So I can't wait to see you there. And remember, transformation starts here. It's almost like you're taking damaged goods into a situation. But if you're not willing to work on those damaged goods to become a whole person, then guess what? You're going to put yourself in a lot of trouble, not only for yourself, but for the person you're trying to have a relationship with. Are you hearing me? And so, ladies and gentlemen, we have to place the same value on family that God has on family. And that means we cannot allow, as believers, society to tell us what a family, is, what a family structure is like and what a family is supposed to consist of because they didn't start it. They have their form of what family looks like and God has the real thing. Let me help you understand something. The world is no more than a counterfeit than the real thing. The enemy always gives a counterfeit. Something that is not there. It's not real. Not the genuine thing. That's why when you're in it long enough, you feel like, oh, I'm, I still feel messed up. Why? Because you haven't found peace. See, you thought peace was found in all of this other stuff. And your accolades, how much money you can get, uh, getting the bag, you know, getting, you know, getting put in the relationship. You thought that was going to help you and you still are broken. You still don't feel full. You thought it's in, oh, I, I, I don't believe in, 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 in monogamy. So it's in the multiple women I can have or in the multiple men I can be with. And guess what? You still, you still are empty. Why? Because you don't have the real thing. Say, I hear you. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about honor, it means we have to hold it to an esteem. We have to hold, we have to place value on family. And specifically on our family. And if you're trying to start a family in the future, I pray that these would be some traits that will help you, uh, that you would build uh, your family on a solid foundation, all right? So let's start with number one, and I won't be long here. The first trait I want to give you is a healthy family honors one another. One another. Let's, I got to walk you through some Bible real quick. Are you ready? Uh, 1 Peter 3, 7. 
Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor. There it is right there to the wife as to the weaker vessel as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. So if you're going to be a husband, I got to make sure I'm honoring my wife because if I don't honor my wife, my prayers are going to be hindered. That's what Peter said. <laughs> if I want to see answered prayer, I better be treating my wife Otisia good because God ain't going to hear me. He's going to be right, get that thing right with her first. And then come talk to me. So you got to honor her. And then Christ, and then, and then, oh, let me tell you something, brother. It gets even, it gets even more. So, and then in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. How he gave himself for the church. You should be that same sold out with your wife. Honor your wife. That means to hold her to an esteem. That means to put value on that relationship. That means to hold her to a great respect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, but it doesn't stop there. This ain't only for the brothers. Huh, ladies, I'm coming down your aisle. <laughs> uh -huh. Ephesians 5, 22. Here's what the Bible says. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. So let me start right there. When you're submitting, you're submitting yourself not so much so much for your husband as is that you're submitting to the Lord. Are you get what I'm saying? It's not telling you, yeah, yes, whatever you want. That's not, that's not that. It's not that. You hear that word like, uh-uh, I'm an independent woman. Like, no. Nah. No. No. This is this is 2021. I got my own money. I got that. No, it's not what we're talking about here. You get what I'm saying? No, it's saying you submit yourself to one another. If he has to submit yourself to you, you got to do the same. As you're doing it unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Your husband is your covering. That means you got to be careful who you submit yourself to because he got to be willing to cover you and he got to be a good coverer because if he's not, then let me tell you something, it's going to rain and he ain't no umbrella. You're going to have a problem. If you're hearing me say amen, those of you watching, amen for the husband is the head of wife as the also Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. All right. That's what the important things to wives. And then let's move to let's move to here. And also honor, honor, honor. Children ought to hold their this came out wrong. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. I don't care what your relationship is or what type of relationship you have with your parents. In the day and age that we're living in right now, there's a lot of broken homes. A lot of broken relationships through the different reasons that I talked about and why my family so dysfunctional in week two. But let me tell you something. It's important that you still honor them because of the position that they hold. Are you get what I'm saying? So that watch what it says so that your days may be longer. So I respect them not because of how good they were to me. 
If I had a bad relationship, I respect them solely out of a place because that is the position that they held. What I'm doing is I'm honoring the position because that's what God placed. Even though they are what they are, I'm putting them, I'm giving them honor because guess what? So that my days may be longer. And part of that, your days may be longer because a lot of times when you're holding on to forgiveness, that stuff can end up hurting you. <laughs> when you feel with so much bitterness, anger, that can lead to so many other things. Substance abuse. It can use to so many different things that you'll find yourself in. He's saying, listen, I need you to have some value for your parents. Respect for their position. Those of you who have great parents, it's not only just respecting their position, but also respecting what they've been in your life. Valuing what they've been for your life. Because guess what? They're going to get older. And what are you going to do as they get older? Part of holding them and honoring them is making sure that even in their, even in their advanced years that you're there. I've seen so many families, they, they throw their, listen, it was a time where before my grandfather went home to be with the Lord, there was a period in 2017 where he had to spend time in a rehabilitation home. And I've seen people that weren't used to a family being there every day. Me and my brother was there every day. Because of how he was to us. But you know the crazy thing is people admired my grandfather because it's like, wow, you have people to actually come see you. <laughs> Nobody's coming to see me. They admired him because they didn't see no family coming there. Why? Because we had honor for him. Not only because of his position, but because of what he's been for the family. And sometimes people throw their parents away because they may be a burden, but you were a burden. You and I were burdens. Come on in here, changing your diapers. Come on here. Yeah, bailing you out with some money like, hey, mom, I need some cash. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Calling them up like this week. <laughs> like my wife was having a problem with her car and I thought I had the solution. You know, charge this thing. Now, come to find out it was a really like strange, weird situation. But I called my dad like, hey, man, like he at work. He working from over like, hey, man, like, listen. I tried to charge it. Just making sure I'm correct. It's black to black, right? And red to red. <laughs> Just making sure I got this right. I'm telling you, you have to have some honor here. So that's the first trait. So a, a healthy family has a great balance of honor. And let me tell you something. Not only that, but parents honoring their children. You know, the way that parents honor their children is that you don't provoke your children to wrath. That's another thing. Oh, I'm your parent. You're going to respect me. But yeah, you got to respect the child too. Because the scripture tells you not to provoke your children to wrath. You know how you can do that? Not being there. You know how you can provoke your child to wrath? Making promises you can't keep. You know how you can provoke your children to wrath? When you're seeing how you are treating your, one another. I don't care if you're a single parent home or a blended family, or you a full, you know, full house, that children watch and they observe that. How you treat their mother, how you treat their father, that can provoke somebody to anger. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you got to be careful of that. Can we move? 
All right, number two, a healthy family honors quality time. Quality time. Let me tell you something. One day, those of you who don't like spending time with your family, you know, I know there are certain families in there, you know, they're interesting. So I get why you'd be like, okay, whatever. But what I'm saying is you got to honor quality time. Those who are doing healthy relationships with their family are quality time. Spending time, go on vacations. One of the biggest things that my parents instituted in our home very early was we take one big vacation every year. Summertime, we're going out. Quality time with one another, having adventures, vacations, all of this stuff. Now, we haven't taken one due to the pandemic. But what I'm saying is, is that that was something that was instituted, not only that, but also in the house. You know, one of my mom's favorite lines was, you know, like she used to you, well, how you doing? Now, how you really doing? Her way of trying to, you know, keep, keep up with what's going on. Not only that, but for your brother and sister relationships. Checking on them. Hey, what's up? How you doing? What's good in the world? You know what I'm saying? Checking in on them. That's important. I know that may be annoying, but one day you're going to miss that. One day you're going to miss those texts. You're going to miss those calls because you didn't spend the quality time. And then guess what? When a person, when this happens to a person, you see it in the comment section when they put their uh, tribute post out. I wish I could have spent more time with him cuz. <laughs> I wish I was there for my sister a little bit more. You know what I mean? I'm making the light of the situation, but y'all know what I'm talking about. That's real. You're going to wish that. You're going to wish you had that time. You're going to wish you got some time back with them. Quality time, ladies and gentlemen, it is not only that, but showing up the stuff. That's quality time and being present when you're there. You get what I'm saying? It's not only about quantity. It's also about the quality of time that you're having. You got to have some quality time. Let me back this up with scripture. I try to make everything backed up. Deuteronomy 6 and 7. And these words which I command you, you, uh, command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you what? Sit in your house. When you do what? Walk by the way. When you lie down and when you rise up. This right here is God telling them while y'all spending quality time, you need to be talking to your children at the dinner table. Now, most of us don't have dinner table anymore. You know, we have what we call Uber Eats, DoorDash, you know, new ways of finding how to commune with each other. <laughs> But we can do a dash. We can Uber Eats and have a good old time. Like yesterday, you know, I got my hair cut. And um, I went over to my parents' house and um, me and my wife. And we, we were watching the verses last night. Don't judge me, you know. I was looking forward to that verse. <laughs> Bow Wow and the Soldier Boy. I thought it was funny. It was entertaining to me. It was the energy. I, 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 like, I like what was going on. But we were in there just reminiscing about, you know, when we, when we was that age. And it's like, boy. And then I saw my sister and wife huffing and buffing. I'm like, yeah, y'all ain't, you know. Y'all ain't moving like you used to, amen. <laughs> Leave it to the younger kids. 
Deuteronomy 8, verses 9, uh, chapter 6, 8, 9, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be uh, as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them on doorposts of your house and your gates. But while he's doing that, he's saying, hey, spend that quality time. Spend that quality time. Let's move here. Ah, this is a good one. You ready for this one? A healthy family. <laughs> Honors constructive communication. Not communication that's going to tear each other down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because of that quality time, because you've built rapport with one another, you know how to talk to one another. There's certain ways I'm going to talk to my brother that I'm not going to talk to my sister. This is not happening. How I can speak to him, I can't speak to her. How I can speak to my wife, I can't speak to... Uh, somebody else because that's my wife I can tell on myself so yesterday, a couple days ago my wife was telling me about communication and she was saying I don't like when you shut down on me I said okay you know me I see how you feel I can see how you feel that way and I saw the error of my ways because of how she constructed she gave me her constructive communication and since then since there's certain things she don't want me to do I said that is fine I can see that and I'll raise you one I'm going to get better with that with you Amen. I can tell myself that's constructive criticism constructive communication and you got to find a healthy way to do that now, if you're going to do it the dysfunctional way, you would come back at it. Well, I don't like when you do that, and you do this, and you do that. Nobody has time for that. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, a lot of people, they want to go there all the time, 100%. I'm like, it's not called for that. That's your wife. You are your husband. You want to have a peaceful home. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you don't want to talk about yourself, I'll talk about me. So the preacher is not above reproach. You got to have constructive, constructive communication. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like how you communicated that. I mean, if you communicated like this, then there's a lot of things would not have gone to certain places if you communicated it right and took the attitude out of your voice. You don't need all of that. You don't need all of that. Communication is the key. How's the family going to continue to work out their problems? How are you going to do that if you don't know how to communicate? A lot of issues are coming. I, I tell y'all again, funerals. I see it all the time. Somebody died. Somebody didn't communicate something right. And then that just puts everybody off. I mean, they go in on each other. And I'm like, hey, this is a grieving time. Aren't we supposed to all get along? No. Why? Because some person didn't like what that person said. And what that person did from 20 years ago. And then all of this stuff is festered and it's almost like well tell me how you really feel if you could have communicated that in the first place you wouldn't have this problem a lot of divorces ladies and gentlemen would be limited if one you picked the right person to begin with and went with God but two if you knew how to communicate a lot of the times you see different things go south in relationships because of a failure to communicate and not only to communicate, but communicate all things in love. Rebuke is still love if you put it the right way. 
All right, let's, I'm going to give you Bible to back this up. Ephesians 4.15, but speaking the what? Truth. Come on, let me hear you. Speaking the what? The truth in what? May grow up in all things into him who is the head of Christ. Now, again, Paul was talking about, you know, speaking the truth, meaning the word of God, speaking it in love, correcting somebody in truth and all of that stuff like that. But also when we have conversations with one another, it needs to be from a place of love. If you're, being, if you're bringing rebuke, let it be from a place of love, never from a place of hatred. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, let's move on to this next place. Number four, a fourth one, a healthy family honors conflict resolution. They put a value on conflict resolution. What I mean by that is that you're not just letting things go. Just, you know, harboring all of that stuff in. Let me tell you something. That stuff builds up. And then it could be the, the, the tiniest little thing you did that sets a trigger. And you just go off. Like, I mean, you go off. You da 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 All of that. Well, that's part of your fault too. Because you held on to offense. And guess what? Holding on to offense also holds up your prayers too. You, you, you got to be honest. You holding on to offense is holding up your prayers. That's what the Lord taught us in when he was teaching the disciples how to pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You cannot hold on to unforgiveness and offense and think that your prayers are going to be getting through. It don't work that way. And then you wonder, why, God, I've been asking for this promotion for the last few months. Why? You got offense? You ain't let somebody go? What's up? What are you doing? This is the truth right here. If we're going to if we're going to be we have to get to a place of honor again. We have to honor conflict resolution. We got to put a priority on it. You don't know why the enemy creeps in a lot of times in our relationships with our with our parents, our, our spouse, or our potential spouse, or, or relationships with friends. You know how the enemy creeps in? Right here. People don't know how to resolve conflict. People don't know how to resolve conflict. And that is the door in which the enemy then comes in and suffers relationships. Right there. Because they did not know how to communicate their feelings. And when they communicated their feelings, they didn't do what the other point said. Constructive communication. Let me get you some Bible to back this up one more time. I'm, I'm trying to give you this. Here it is. Ephesians 4.26. It says, be angry and do not sin. Let me stop right there. Now, did the scripture say that you cannot be angry? No, it didn't say that. It says be angry, but what? Do not sin. And then it says, not only do not sin, but here's the most important thing. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So not only, because this is what it does. If you, what, 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 what happens is if you take anger to the bed, Sin is going to happen. You give, the, you give yourself a chance to go into a place where you don't need to be. Out of your anger. Out of your anger. Don't let it go down on your anger. One of the things that my wife and I said 
that we, you know, stole from our parents in our marriage counseling was like, listen, we will not go to sleep angry. At least we've tried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I would say for the most part, it, we have never gone to sleep angry. And I thank God for that. Because I like a peaceful house. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So you don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You got to work out your anger. And you need to, you cannot do, you can't work out your anger in, in, in stuff that is going to bring problems. If you don't know how to communicate and you're doing all this other stuff, that ain't going to work. That's not going to work. So that's what I'm saying. You can be angry. You can be frustrated with your parents. You can be frustrated with this friendship. You can be frustrated and angry about what a person did to you, but don't sin. Yeah. Don't sin. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's easier said than done, but let me tell you something. When you had the Holy Ghost, he can help you. And more than times not, he's going to tame you from doing something. Because in your flesh, can I talk about your flesh for a second? In your flesh, in your own inner man, in your flesh, and it, it wants to like, just let me tell them about themselves. Let me just go out there and just read their whole life and give them chapter after chapter and like give it to them the real way you know how to feel it. I'm not giving you no Bible verses. I'm about to give you every cuss word and know how to bring it and serve it up to you in every type of way I know how to serve it. You ain't no, you, listen, I got combinations. <laughs> That's your flesh. Your flesh wants to do that, but your spirit man saying, you know, you know, you know better. Your spirit man is saying like, listen, you better than that. You don't stoop down to that. The spirit man is mature. It wants the things of God and it wants you to grow up and make that die. And the spirit man says, no, you communicate it constructively to them. No, you don't go to sleep anger. And you know what that is? That's conviction of the Holy Ghost. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, get up. Call him right now. Call him right now. God, you know I ain't trying to do that. You know what they did. Well, I got to call him. No, call him right now. Because guess what? It's going to be off your head. Because if you go to sleep on it, oh my gosh, has anybody ever gone to sleep and you thought about every type of scenario, if they say this, I'm going to come back with this. If they go this way, I'm coming back with this. Then let me tell you right now, I got the combinations. Somebody say amen. <laughs> I got combinations. I go to sleep, I'm like, listen, oh, if they text me, oh, if they text me, don't you send me no texts. I'm about to go crazy. I got all of that on my head. I'm ready to go. And that's your flesh. You can't do that. Somebody say, help Pastor B. Help him. Help me. Help me, Lord. I'm telling you. I remember EP had a situation one time. He said, let me call you to vent this out first. <laughs> I said, this is a safe spot. See, that's why you need friends. You need to have friends so you can get out of your system so that you can say, all right, now I ain't going to tell that to the person. I just needed to say that to you so that I won't do that to them. I'm saying that's why you need, that's why you need relationships. You need godly ones. 
Not the ones that are going to encourage you. Yeah, girl. Yeah, homie. Let me tell you. Yeah, and then throw that in there too. You don't need nobody hyping you up in the situation. You only going to escalate it. Yeah, if they bring that this, yeah, bring it that with that. She forgot to do that. He forgot to do that. Don't do that. Say that. Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right. Lastly, lastly, I hope you're getting something out of this. I'm actually enjoying this. Uh, lastly, lastly, a healthy family. Say a healthy family honors a relationship with the Lord. If you are going to be a healthy family, you are have to make sure that your family grows up in the ways of God. If you were not, if you didn't grow up in the ways of God, then you better make sure your people grow up in the ways of God. Are you get what I'm saying? You gotta stop the dysfunction with you, because you gotta re, you have to reverse the curse. You have to make it up in your mind to say, listen, I'm going to raise my family up in the ways of God. I know what happened with me when I wasn't raised up in that, in, in that manner. So I need to raise up my children in that manner. I need to raise up them in this light, in the same likeness. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to let them be subjected to all of the stuff that's out there that's going to pull them in multiple directions. It's not even just about your children. If you with your spouse, y'all need to be walking in the ways of God because if you don't have God in the middle of that thing, I'm telling you, you're going to have some trouble. You're not ever going to, you're never, you're not going to communicate properly. You're, you're going to let anger go down. Uh, you're going to let the uh, sun go down on your anger. You're, you're not going to be able to learn what true honor is, is because you have not learned of him. I will let me tell you something. You may have love for your wife. I'm not saying that you don't. But there's another level when you understand God. <laughs> I'm not saying that somebody who's not a believer can't have love in them. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is when you know of him, there's a love that you can express. Because you understand the love that was poured out for you. <laughs> And you put a value on that. You put an honor on that. See, the reason why we are having the generation that we are producing right now is because people are not willing and they don't want to commit themselves to growing their children up in the ways of God. So that's why we're having the predicament that we are in. And my, when I was growing up, my, I, was, I was going to church. It was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No choice. But now, ladies and gentlemen, because our generation are having kids much younger and everything like that, they don't see God as a relevancy or, or, or hold God to or honor God. They only honor God for what they can get from him. They don't honor true relationship with the Lord. What I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to have a, a functional family, a healthy one, it starts with you making a commitment to say we are going to honor God in my house we will serve the Lord there's no if ands or buts about it in this house we're going to serve the Lord I don't care how you feel about it we're going to serve God because we know what he's done for us and that is a part of the generational blessing 
That is a part of the generational blessing. And that's why God was telling the children of Israel, you got to pass this along to your children. You got to let them know what God, that what I've done for you, what I bought, what, how I brought you out, how I've done all of this for you. You have, they have to know. And that's how you have an ignorant generation that we're raising up now because they don't know. They don't know the miracles of God. They don't know what God has done personally in your life because you don't talk about it. You don't say anything. How can your friends come and know your God? Because you try to dim your light because you want to fit in. You try to dim yourself. It ain't about dimming anything. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have to honor God. If you're going to have a healthy family, you better make the priority that we serve God. You have to make it a priority that we serve him, not in talk, but in deed and action, what we do, bringing us to the church. Not only bringing it, but serving in the church. Not only that, but bringing, bringing what we all, bringing it home. One of my things that my mother liked to talk to you that this day, this is what got you started in the Lord. I used to have a little chalkboard right there. I used to make y'all remember all the scriptures. Don't you forget that. Don't you forget that. That was a vital part. <laughs> and in all seriousness, it was. That played into the upbringing of where I am today. And now I can stand behind this desk and preach the gospel to you. Why? Because in my house, we will serve the Lord. And guess what? They can rebel all you want to, but the scripture says, train up a child in the way that they shall go, that even if they depart, it could never leave them because it'll bring them home. Ha! Ooh, let me stop. It'll bring them home if, 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 if the Holy, once the Holy Spirit arrests them, they can only go but so far. Can't leave everything you know. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet. Give God praise. Give God praise. Listen, if you're not saved, if you don't know who Jesus is, I give you, I give you this Jesus that I know. Jesus is God. There is no other God. There's no other way to salvation outside of him. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father unless they come by me. You cannot go to the door, to the gates, and you don't have Jesus with you. <laughs> don't you do that. They're going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You worker of iniquity. I'm telling you right now, the best decision you will ever make in your life is giving your life to Christ. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.